What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a Sports Ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Hey, listeners, please take a moment to follow the at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Follow now. Guys, today is a very special day. We're going to be talking about the return of Clay Thompson. It's finally here, over 900 days without playing basketball. He's back. He looked great. We're going to dive into that some more, talk about the impact he had on the Golden State Warriors in their most recent game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, as well as a look at their opponent tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have been trending and playing some of their best ball that they've been playing in a long time. It's going to be a really tough matchup, so let's get right into it. As expected, it was a very emotional moment as Clay was announced in the starting lineup. Draymond Green would start the game to be a part of that momentous moment. However, he tweaked his hamstring or it wasn't feeling right during warmups, and so he would immediately take a foul after the tip to check out of the game and would not return. But that just speaks to how important it was for him for the team, for the fans, for the game of basketball. I mean, we've been talking about this for so long, over 930 days without Klay Thompson playing in an NBA game. All of the work he's gone through in rehab to put in all of that effort and have a setback and have to miss another another season. I mean, it, it was really incredible. And you could see he he's really motivated and, and really came out with a lot of energy from the jump. Clay Thompson took it right to the rim first time he touched the ball and got a layup. That was really great to see for him to get an easy look to fall. Uh, interestingly enough, when you look at Clay Thompson's numbers on the night, he would play a shade under 20 minutes, uh, 1955, shooting 7 of 18 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3, 3 boards, an assist, and a block. 17 points and he'd finish with a net rating of minus two but the stats really don't tell you the impact he had i mean clay had nearly a 40 percent usage rate in the in those 20 minutes he played which is just insane he obviously wasn't passing the ball the his teammates were looking for him and you know he was hunting shots for sure and that's to be expected but he looked really good in the process a lot of his shots fell short which you'd think will be corrected as he gets his legs under him, but he was in the mid-range and three, attacking the rim. He had a thunderous dunk, which I was not expecting at all in his first game back, and it just goes to show you how much time and effort he's been putting into this rehab process and how the coaching staff has really enabled him to come back at 100% to feel the confidence of your first game back being limited in minutes and play and still feel comfortable enough to take off and throw down a dunk in traffic. So that was really good to see. It was really great to see Clay Thompson back. Uh, it's interesting. We'll see how the lineup shake out and how Steve Kerr manages that. Obviously, Clay Thompson's not at a full, a full workload yet. He looked good on defense, moving his feet. He got beat a few times. He had a few good plays. So I don't think the jury's really out yet on 
what he can can or can't do defensively yet as he's still ramping up but offensively you can see the immediate impact this is a guy who can get up shots in a hurry he was creating his own shots off the dribble a lot um there were a few catch and shoot but a lot of it was clay thompson one-on-one which is something that the warriors have really been missing out on other than andrew wiggins there hasn't there haven't really been a lot of Guys on the Warriors who typically can create a shot one-on-one because that isn't really a part of Steve Kerr's style per se, but there are plenty of times late in games in the playoff series, the end of games, where you need a guy who can just go out and get a bucket on his own when the play falls apart, and that's Clay Thompson. And so it was really great to see him be able to do that, get all those shots up. The shots look good. They weren't forced. And you have to think as he gets his legs under him that he's going to start converting at a really high clip. One thing that I wanted to talk about, and we'll be looking into this more because it's only one game, is Andrew Wiggins and the impact Clay Thompson had on him. So, you know, I've been touting Wiggins as an all-star. He's been playing out of his mind, shooting a career high in three-point percentage, doing all the things that need to be done. He continues to be the primary guard wing defender um, for the Warriors. I don't think any of that's going to change. However, what we did see in the game against Cleveland is Andrew Wiggins attempted a season-low nine field goal attempts. So he's attempted 10 or less field goal attempts, nine to be exact, three times this season, once against San Antonio, once against... Portland and then on Sunday against Cleveland. So three of nine, 0 for three from three, four of four from the line. Wiggins finished plus 16 despite the low shot attempts. So that's going to be really interesting to see. It's obviously a really big adjustment. We've been talking about this. How would Clay's return impact the rest of the group? I have a lot of confidence that Steve Kerr and the coaching staff and the players on the Warriors will be evolving and changing and adapting as necessary but obviously this is something that's just going to take reps it's just going to take time to work itself out and hopefully you know both can coexist because you know Wiggins has deserved to be an all-star with the way that he's played this season certainly in the all-star voting he's up there so he's definitely getting the respect that he deserves like to just see him be able to make that adjustment from being the clear-cut kind of number two or number three option, depending on how you view him in pool, um, because obviously he's now going to be more like option three slash four. He is more than capable, and I have a lot of confidence in him and as a player that this shouldn't be a huge impact, but he's going to have to pick his spots a little bit more. I don't think the Warriors are going to quite force-feed him as much. They did, however, still look to go to him in the low post at times when they needed buckets because, you know, this game against Cleveland, we got out to a big lead. It looked like it was going to be kind of a blowout. Um, And Cleveland came back. You got to give them credit. It was an 18-point lead kind of early into the fourth, late third, and Cleveland brought it back to 10. And thankfully, the Warriors kept them at bay. It didn't get too close after Cleveland surged, but... Um, you know, still Cleveland's missing a lot of guys and it was still pretty close. Uh, no Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton who were both out for the season. So 
yeah, Andrew Wiggins, only nine shot attempts. Let's see how that goes. We're going to continue to track that. Obviously, it's just one game, but still we're here to analyze what we can see. And so, so far, that's the data that we have to talk about. Another thing that really deserves mentioning is Kevon Looney, career-high 18 rebounds in Cleveland, or sorry, against Cleveland at home, and this was really important. This was really incredible. I mean, Cleveland has one of the largest front courts in the league right now in their starting lineup with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Laurie Markadon, and Andrew Wiggins, sorry, Kevon Looney, in 29 minutes, 3 of 6 from the field, 0 for 1 from the line, 9 offensive rebounds, 9 defensive rebounds, 18 total, 3 assists, 4 steals, a block, and 3 turnovers, plus 19 on 6 points. So he had the second highest plus minus for the night. Curry was plus 6, sorry, Curry was plus 23, Wiggins was plus 16, Iguodala was plus 15, Poole was plus 17. I mean, no Draymond Green, so you knew that someone had to step up, and Kevon Looney has just quietly been putting it together all season. He does what he's asked for every night. Some nights he only plays 15 minutes, some nights he plays in the 20s, and without Draymond Green, you knew that rebounds were going to be really important, and so you just love to see him step up. I mean, that's been the mentality for this team, strength in numbers. One guy goes down is an opportunity for someone else. And I just love to see him capitalize like that. It was, you know, he does it so quietly. He doesn't seem like he's snagging up all these rebounds. And then you just look at the box score and you're like, oh man, look what he's doing. So really happy to see that for Looney. Uh, Draymond Green is listed as out tonight um, in the first game of this road trip for the Warriors against Memphis. So we're going to need Looney to step up some more. Um especially in the games that we have coming up at Chicago, at Milwaukee. Um, These are a lot of big front courts. And so without Draymond Green there, it's going to be gang rebounding. But you got to think that it's going to start with Kavon Looney, who is currently the starting center for the Golden State Warriors. So love to get me some Looney love out there. I think he is consistently underrated as a player he's certainly not flashy he certainly doesn't have a lot of upside but he just is those integral glue guys who does a little bit of everything who typically doesn't make mistakes that just quietly chips in across the board and gets the job done and you really need those types of players to complement Steph Curry and Clay Thompson Andrew Wiggins Jordan Poole I just think that's really big and I wanted to give Looney some love so Great to see that happen. Um, Another thing to talk about here in this game against Cleveland is Stephen Curry. Curry's been in a little bit of a shooting funk as of late, which is saying something for him. But looking at his last few games, 10 of 27 against Phoenix, 6 of 16 against Denver, 8 of 18 against Utah, 3 of 17 against Miami, 5 of 24 against Dallas, and 10 of 21 against Cleveland. So finally riding the ship in Cleveland, or sorry, against Cleveland, almost shooting 50%, 4 of 11 from 3. He hit his first four threes, which was huge because Curry had really become a volume three-point shooter. I mean, he has been the whole season, but... When you look at some of these games um, against Miami and Dallas, he went a combined two for 19, uh, one for 10 and one for nine. 
And so to see him come out and hit his first four, I'm sure felt great. He didn't hit one after that, although he was getting to the rim and still finding ways to score and be impactful as he's done throughout the season. So we all know that Curry is so much more than a scorer. And even when his shot's not falling, he's still so important to this team. And you know that his breakout game is coming. I think with how many threes he's been shooting this season and how poorly his percentage has kind of been trending down when you look at him historically and how typically how good he shoots the ball from three-point range. And with the return of Clay Thompson, I think we're just, I mean, I'm personally just waiting for that 15 three-point game, three, 15 three-pointers in a game, uh, three-point mix. So it's coming. Any any of these games, it could go. He could go off. Um, but just great to see him hit his first four. So um, talking about the Memphis Grizzlies and this game coming up, we hit on it a little bit already. No Draymond Green, but he might return later in the road trip in Chicago or Milwaukee. And Gary Payton the second and Otto Porter Jr. are both questionable as of now when we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. That's going to be really important. Memphis has quietly been one of the better teams in the West in a recent Bleacher Report power rankings. They currently have Golden State as number one and Memphis Grizzlies number two, followed by Phoenix and Utah for the top four teams in the West. These are power rankings, not um, standings. So the Grizzlies have really been trending in their own right, playing really good basketball. It doesn't matter who's healthy or hurt for them. They seem to just get the job done. They're a 15-deep team similar to the Warriors. Taylor Jenkins has been an incredible coach for them. And no Dylan Brooks, who recently was announced, is going to miss the next three to five weeks, which is really big for the Warriors because Brooks has always been kind of the... Uh, one of those few players who can really get under Steph Curry's skin, um, not in an irritant kind of way, but he just has that grit and grind and toughness and will to really stay with him and lock him up um, as good as anyone does in the league. So, you know, that's going to be interesting to see how Memphis is able to contain Curry. How do they match up with Clay Thompson? How do the Warriors perform now that we're kind of out of this uh honeymoon or just kind of the excitement of that home game clay thompson return now it's time to get back to business now the warriors have no excuses right the whole season we've been saying oh they're playing so well they're number one in the west but they don't even have clay thompson back well now thompson's back so there are no excuses this team really needs to turn on the burners they've been struggling a little bit of late uh dropping those games um, against Dallas and the Pelicans. Of course, the Pelican game was with was kind of more of a rest game, but still, uh, the Warriors really need to put their imprint on the league and get everyone on notice. Uh, Utah and Phoenix and Grizzlies, as we've been talking about, they're all playing really good ball. So for everything the Warriors have been doing this season, they're still, you know, they haven't really created that space that you'd kind of expect in the West to solidify themselves as the number one seed so in this really difficult road trip that they find themselves in it's going to be really important that they execute get away from the mistakes that have cost them wins missed free throws turnovers 
failed uh, defensive assignments, not securing a defensive rebound. And everyone who plays needs to be on point, execute, and contribute. So, you know, we'll see how this impacts Moody and Kaminga, um, Jordan Poole, Kavon Looney, Bielitsa. Bielitsa has been struggling as of late. Um, it's interesting to see him miss so many threes. Um, when we talk about a guy who is been so good in his career from three-point range, shooting in the high 30s. This season, he's at 37%. For his career, he's at 38.6. But when you look at the last handful of games for Nemanja Bielitsa, he has been really hit or miss, unfortunately. So going back to his last handful of games, the revenge game at Sacramento, 0 for 1. Memphis, 3 of 6. Phoenix, 1 of 5. Denver, 0 of 1. Didn't play, didn't attempt a 3 against Utah. 2 of 3 against Miami. 0 for 2 against Dallas. 1 of 3 against the Pelicans. 0 for 5 against Cleveland. So, Bielitz has been struggling a little bit from 3. His minutes kind of seem to hinge on that a little bit. um, Because when he's not able to hit from 3 and score he doesn't really have as much of a place in the lineup, unfortunately, with how well Kavon Looney's been playing. And I guess it also depends on the availability of Draymond Green and Otto Porter Jr. and Andre Iguodala, because those positions are all kind of interchangeable in the front court. But I'd like to see Bielitsa get back to stroking threes. He's been taking some deep, deep threes. We're talking about like maybe 27 to 30 feet out. A lot of times he's pulling up and, and the shot looks good and we know he can make it and he's a good shooter, but I just like to see him get back to like steady Eddie, two to three threes per game on like five or six attempts, which he's more than capable of doing. And the Warriors offense needs that. We've been floundering at times. We've been having these stretches where we're playing against teams and we get out to these 10 to 15 point leads and it looks like we're going to put them away. And then all of a sudden, nobody can hit a shot. Um, There's no spacing on offense due to a lack of three-point shooting. So I'd like to see Bielitsa hit some threes and get back to that. And, you know, if if Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton don't suit up tonight, it's going to be interesting to see where Steve Kerr goes in the rotation. You've got to think that Damian Lee and Toscano Anderson are going to be thrown into the forefront, but Kaminga, we know, has been trending up as of late and playing really good ball. Moses Moody continues to crush it in Santa Cruz in the G League. And so you got to wonder if Kerr is going to give him an opportunity to get minutes as well. Um, Jordan Poole is another piece of the puzzle that's going to be fun to watch how all of this plays out. Poole looked good against Cleveland. He got out there for 24 and a half minutes. He was plus 17, 14 points, two assists, two rebounds, two of six from three, uh, six of 12 from the field. So I think Poole's going to be good. Um, I think we'll see where his minutes end up. You know, this is a game where Peyton played 20, um, Iguodala played 25. Uh, I mean, that there were times where it looked like Cleveland was going to come back. So this definitely wasn't a go out and get guys minutes type of night this was a we really need to get the win and so you know Iguodala was great three steals and a block plus 15 and so you saw Steve Kerr ride him a lot and 
that's going to be other, you know, just more trends to follow. But we know that Iguodala is going to be managed with rest, as is Otto Porter. So let's continue to see what Jordan Poole is able to do and contribute in this new six-man role. But so far, so good. So, hey, guys, I just wanted to take a minute and let you know that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. And one more thing, quickly, before we sign off, I want to remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping, and also to check out our pals at MyBookieAG. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So guys, kind of a short pod today, but again, really exciting to have Clay Thompson back. This team has nowhere to go but up from here. We've got a really tough road trip coming up, but there's going to be a lot of great things to see. And I've got another really great show coming up later this week, so keep your eyes out for that. Once again, thank you for listening to the Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. You can follow me on Twitter at SD Orlick. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs>